first heard this amazing <coughs> poem, and actually, actually it's an excerpt from a poem from an Aborigine woman. I was in Australia. I've been to Australia. I think this will be my fourth uh, visit to do a cultural exchange with them. And there was a beautiful Aborigine woman uh, named Jenny Thompson who read an excerpt from a book from a woman that had done a lot of uh, studying, and particularly about the native peoples and the difficulties that they had had as an indigenous group to uh, just survive, and she called it deep listening, or in the Aborigine word is called dadiri. And it's a long one, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's just a little <coughs> excerpt of the whole thing that I think might set the, the theme for today uh, in terms of our topic, deep listening, and then uh, going through the meditation, some discussion, helping you um, think about uh, why you're here today. You know, as uh, Spring mentioned, setting your intention for today. And those of you that are going to participate in the sweat lodge, uh, I feel like this all goes together. So I wanted to read this excerpt. It's by a woman called Miriam Ungamir. It says, We are like the trees standing in the middle of a bushfire, sweeping through the timber. The leaves are scorched, and the tough bark is scarred and burnt. But inside, the tree sap is still flowing, and under the ground, the roots are strong. Like that tree, we have endured the flames, and we still have the power to be reborn. So I find that you know to be such a powerful um, tool as we think about you know our own personal journeys in life. Each and every one of us have uh, been through a bushfire, so to speak, in one way or another, whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, or spiritually. We have all, I don't know if there's anyone in this room that hasn't been scarred by something in our lives, and, and that's why we all tend to, to gather together to seek more understanding and more healing. But my perspective and my understanding of deep listening is that it is about going into a deep, receptive, and caring place in oneself. Uh, it's to deepen and, and to often going to subtler levels of uh, meaning and intention within ourselves. It's about focusing. It's about self-awareness. And it's about paying more attention to ourselves in order to communicate better. It's about being in the world and being sensitive to all facets of our experience. It's about tapping into the body, mind, and spirit. I think that, at least for me today, deep listening will be focusing on mindfulness. And that is how we're going to deepen and clarify our own mental functioning. It's about cultivating the awareness in our body and the subtle messages, so it's about intuitive listening. It's about focusing so that we can cultivate the, what I call the inner vital skills of caring presence and intuition and intuitive insight. So when we talk about uh, deep listening, uh, I think that we all think that we're listening on a, on a profound level to what's going on, but 
uh, what I really enjoy about that meditation that it puts you in a place in your mind of how busy is my mind? How many distractions are there that prevent me from really listening? So we're hoping today as we take you through this day-long journey that we can stop what's going on up here and begin to cultivate what's going on in here. And we begin looking at, at you know, how essential is this deep listening to our deep healing. And um, I do have you know, a lot of these tools. I have um, a one-page handout for you. It is in the very back, in the corner, so you know, you're welcome to take some of these tools home with you later on because you will receive a lot today. So it's very um, difficult to absorb everything and remember everything. But um, uh, the, the, I think the depth of what we're going to do today, uh, in addition to the Sweat Lodge, is uh, not only for you, but for me, will really help uh, set my mind on what I would like to do for 2013. And I, I find this so beautiful that we do this in January every year. And it gives us time to reflect not just on our New Year's resolutions. You know, we all make them. I learned a long time ago that I only make one. And that's one resolution that I'm committed to keeping the whole year. I don't make ten because the chances of my, you know, uh, fulfilling all ten is pretty slim. But let's go on to um, the essentials for deep healing. You know, people often ask the question, can we really be healed of our deep-seated emotions? You know, talking about memories of abuse, trauma, um, anything that has occurred, uh, resentment, anger, dysfunction, family situations. And uh, part of the deep listening to going into deep healing is really trying to go back into this acknowledgement, this state of being of asking yourself, have I really healed? Have I unlocked that? place in my heart, or am I 30 years later still having resentments towards my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my neighbor, uh, anyone that offended you or wounded you in some way? The ultimate aim of deep listening is complete and total freedom. Now, how do we get to that complete and total freedom means that we have to do a lot of inner searching and ask a lot of questions. And the questions, some, some questions that you can ask yourself are on the flyer in the back. But um, thing, you know, what really prevents us from going into a place of deep listening, and that is, have we gotten to a place of forgiveness? I believe that that is probably the most important aspect of deep listening that we really need to focus on within ourselves. You know, um, I think back to, you know, 40 years ago, uh, when something may have happened to me, let's say, with racism or because my skin was brown, um, how long did it take me to forget and to forgive that? Or have I really ever forgiven that? Um, if you were a, in a victim of any kind of abuse, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful part of all of this deep listening and deep healing is that you can be free from that. You do not have to carry that anymore like this shawl. You know, you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to be it if you practice this art of deep listening and deep healing. That you can have freedom and peace and serenity and you can move on. And then the big question is, you know, well, how do I do that? 
you know, it starts with step number one, which is forgiveness. Uh, so when we start preparing ourselves today, you know, um, I like to say, you know, when we're in a gathering such as this, that we should take advantage of every second, every moment we're giving, given to uh, look deeper and to walk out of here with a sense of lightness, a sense of, you know, I got something today that's going, I'm going to use tomorrow or I'm going to use when I go home today. The uh, sep- second aspect of healing is freedom for your spirit. And that includes the emotions and the body. And, you know, what do I mean by freedom for your spirit? Uh, we think about it. How many in this group, and you don't need to raise your hand for this, but just ask yourself this question. How many of you live your day by your feeling, your emotions? If you wake up today, I'm tired. Is your whole day about being tired? Did you wake up today mad at somebody in your house? Is your whole day about following that anger all day long? So, um, so many of us allow our emotions to actually control our lives each and every day. This is how our lives are. I'm depressed. Your life is depressed today. I'm sad. I'm happy. You know, whatever that emotion is. So part of deep listening is getting back into the spirit that spiritual part of who you are, and letting your spirit actually direct and lead you through the day, not, not your anger, your resentment, your pain, your suffering, um, your fatigue. Because as we talked about setting the attention, intention, if you woke up today and said, oh, I, you know, I'm so tired, oh, you know, putting on your clothes, I'm, you know, I signed up for it, I have to pay for it. And then you're going to get out of it just whatever your mind is, um, is open to today. So think about, you know, where are we in terms of, you know, how much of our emotions is controlling your healing and your actions every day. Very important here, we talk about meditation, but in our culture, the power of prayer is probably one of the strongest forces we have for intention in healing and moving forward in our lives. And, um, you know, what is prayer? What does that mean? How do we go about praying? And uh, I think the simplest form of explanation to me is you just say it as clearly and plainly as possible. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to create this beautiful poem and, you know, say all of these beautiful words. words. You can just simply say, you know, today, I pray for this. And I I was having an interesting discussion with somebody yesterday that's having a difficult time understanding the concept of something greater than ourselves. And I said, the power of prayer has proven itself over and over and over and over in my life. And I said, I have an example. I said, um, years and years ago, you know, I had been single for a couple of years. And I, I don't go, I don't go to bars, I don't go here, I don't go there, I don't know how to pick anyone up at Farmer's Market or Safeway or Whole Foods, right? <laughs> so I, I said, you know, oh, you know, Creator, if, you, if it's the time is right for me to have somebody, you know I don't go anywhere, so you're going to have to bring them to my backyard. Well, I, I want to say that a month later, a gentleman walked into my backyard because I do sweat lodges in my backyard. And we, we had a 12-year relationship. So, so you know, you, you have to always be careful. And I, I have so, you know, whoa, <laughs> I, I know. Um, 
Be careful how you ask for a partner, for sure, because I've gotten you know everything I've asked for, and it hasn't always been what's what I thought I wanted, but it's been what's the best thing for me in terms of helping me grow. And I, I try to look at everything as an opportunity. What did I learn? What did I grow? And I don't think of, oh, you know, all of the drama or trauma that was around it. I think about all the opportunities I had to be a better person. And, and that's how you want to look at everything going on in your life. So the power of prayer works not just for that, but, but works for everything. I, I have this spiritual leader that always says, I wake up every day and I say, I believe something wonderful is going to happen to me today. I believe whatever it is, like I believe uh, I'm going to get a job. I believe, you know, I will have enough money to pay my bills. You know, whatever it is, you know, keep those mantras up. And then in a year from now, you'll be, you can look back on that and ask yourself, you know, how powerful were those prayers? Um, I always say, you know, when you think about prayer, if you go into that sweat lodge today, everything in there is about prayer and the songs is, you know, be careful also because the power of prayer can send you on a roller coaster ride for years and years and years of discovery that may or may not be um, blissful. <laughs> can be confusing, can be painful, everything. I, I tell people that when I moved to California 22 years ago, <clears throat> my prayer was to go to the deepest part of myself. You know, don't ever say that prayer seriously. For, uh, for 10 years, my life was like this. And I tell people there are only two things that are left of me, of the person that moved here, and that was my looks and my humor. That was it. Everything else got changed. And that was the power of prayer. I didn't know what I was praying for, seriously. I just, you know, I said this prayer. I have much more respect for it today. And I, I say, think about that. So as part of our deep healing, um, you can pray for those things to be lifted. You can pray for forgiveness. You can pray for resentment to be lifted. And, you know, if, any, if nothing else, when you leave here today, you can ask yourself, you know, did I really forgive that person? Am, am I really over the sexual or child abuse? Am I, are all these things really resolved for me? And then the other component of deep healing is change the emotion attached to the fact. So what I mean by that is going from unforgiveness to forgiveness. So if your emotion attached to something is to shut down, then we have to change that emotion to be able to go to that place of deep healing. And I know, I don't know if you'll like this one or not, but using the pain as a tool for healing. How can we transform that as something that will give you insight and understanding into who you are and what you're doing because through pain comes this most amazing growth that you will ever have if you're willing to go through it. Truthfully, no one ever dies from that kind of emotional pain, but we allow ourselves to die, we allow our spirits to die, and then you know, you lose the harmony, you lose the peace, and you lose all of the glorious things that are here for you every day. Uh, but it takes, you know, as we said, uh, mindful practice and thoughtfulness and deep listening about the whole thing. Deep listening is about addressing the whole person. Can't just take compartmentalize and take, well, I'm just going to deep listen to what my mind is saying. Because your body and your spirit all have equal share, equal say in everything that's going on with you. When you go into deep healing, then you allow all of the emotions, the memories, the subconscious, 
all of the motivations, everything to go into a state of total freedom, then you're in a place of loving. So healing is about loving. It's about having an awareness of the obstacles that you put in your path, that you put in your heart, that you, that you put in your relationships, in your job, in your work. You know, everything that we do, we mentally create for ourselves when we get up and go, go to work every day. It's always about knowing the motivation and the power alone are not sufficient for healing. So sometimes, you know, we are motivated, we want to heal, we think about it, but that may not be enough until you go into a deeper listening place. It's also about what are the limitations of the time you spend on it. Uh, how, how many years have you spent carrying child uh, sexual abuse or emotional abuse? You know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. How many years do you need to spend on forgiving and healing that? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't come at a snap of a finger, but it can come if you want it to. Uh, the other part about that is being willing to let it go. Uh, sometimes that defines your personality. You have allowed it to define your personality. You've allowed it to be who you've become. And you have to be willing to let that go. You have to be willing to decide who you are and who you want to be. And you can have all of that power back. What are the insights and techniques you use to go into deep healing for yourself? Um, and then what is your ultimate aim? Is your ultimate aim freedom? Because if it is, then you know, you're know you on the right track with everything. What actually stops us from doing those things? These are our values, our beliefs, and the commitments that we make to doing that healing. So think about uh, some of those things and how you, know, you grew up and what you believe today. And are any of those things obstacles that you have created for yourself? This is kind of a scary part, right? Freedom leads to intimacy. Intimacy in all levels with all people. You become vulnerable. You become open. Um, you expose yourself to pain. You expose yourself to woundedness and hurt and all these things, if you think about it that way. Or you can think about it as, I'm, I'm open and I'm another being and I receive and welcome the intimacy in my life. Um, I don't know about you, but you know we all think about, we crave it, we want it, and then if it's right in front of you, how many of you get that fear and suddenly you're like backing away from it? Yeah? I mean, I know I do, even though I've done a lot of work. Even in that moment, you know, it's like, oh, was that really what I wanted? But it is. It's just you have to always face those fears that get in the way. So. How can we do deep listening? How can we do deep healing? I'm going to just give you a list of some things that you can use as tools to help yourself. One of them is showing up and being present. That's probably the hardest one, right? Showing up and being present for that. Well, it allows us to access the human resource of power, presence, and communication. It sort of awakens the warrior within you when you show up and you're present. Pay attention to what the heart says and what it means. That opens us up to love, 
acknowledgement, gratitude, and validation. That's the healer within you. Tell the truth without blame or judgment. That gives us four ways of seeing things, perception, insight, intuition, and vision. So if you've got non-judgmental truthfulness, maintains our authenticity of who we are. It develops our inner vision and intuition. Ask yourself, do you seek to express and find truth? Uh, do we support our authentic self or our false self? And you know, you know, I have to say, what do we mean by that? Because a lot of times the truth is right in front of us, but we choose not to see it. Because to see it means we have to take action on our own behalf. And to take action on our own behalf means that we might have to walk away from a situation or a person or a circumstance or something that we are fearful about walking over. Somebody once said, you know, um, I, that they were involved in a relationship that they were emotionally abused over and over again. The person kept leaving them, and at that point in time, they had so desperately wanted love that they thought all they deserved was that sick kind of <coughs> love in their life. And uh, eventually, you know, this particular person, this woman, moved to a place where um, she had enough insight and growth to understand that that is not the right kind of love that we want in our lives. But that's all part of, you know, being willing to seek and expose the truth and be part of that truth. Are you open to the outcome? Are we attached to the outcome? It's like, I want them to change so I feel better, but I don't want, you know, them to leave me. Or I want this, I want to go explore my art, but I don't want to not have the income. Um, you know, I want to sit here and receive this, but I don't want to hear that I have to tell the truth, you know. So there are many aspects to that. To be open to the outcome, so not being attached to us, helps us have wisdom and objectivity. That becomes the teacher within you. Um, a practice of trust, wisdom, clarity, and objectivity, and discernment, and detachment. So we use wisdom to trust, and we have to have an understanding of detachment. So these are some tools that will help you facilitate deep listening. Before we go into the lodge today, I give you a list of some questions you can think about, you can ask yourself before you go in there, because uh, we will talk about it after um, Spring uh, talks to you about her perception on deep listening. But ask yourself a couple of questions. Is the good, true, and beautiful within me as strong as the self-critic? Where in my life did I stop dancing? When have I been acknowledged? Which have been my greatest challenges? Which of my universal powers, presence, communication, acknowledgement, are developed or are undeveloped? What are my skills within my life? When did I lose my power? When do I stand up for myself? What parts of myself are currently at war with each other? And in what ways do I extend honor and respect for myself? Have I forgotten or forgiven the past hurts? And probably one of the most important, do I love myself? Healing is embracing what we most fear. 
It's remembering what we have forgotten about our connection. It's an opening. It's entering the moment when an experience and experiencing the divine. It's seeking and expressing itself in its fullness. So, well, that seems like a lot, you know, it's all wonderful in theory, but, you know, when and how do we actually um, get to that place? And, and I suggest for today, we think about one piece of this deep listening, you know, can we learn to trust life again? Healing involves, think about this, healing involves the principle of reciprocity. That's the ability to give, and that's the ability to receive. So that's very important concept, I think, because that determines our ability to make a connection with ourselves, with each other, with others. It's about staying in right relationship with nature. It's about balance of health and love. And always it goes back to prayer, you know. Um, so it's, it's about being comfortable with the states of unknowing and detachment. So one of the interesting things, it's woman in uh, Jenny, her name is Jenny Thompson from New Zealand. Her and I have had many, many deep conversations about uh, deep listening and how it can lead to deep healing. And um, this coming year in November, when we go back to Australia, we're doing a three-day in-depth process on taking the participants right through each of these levels. But... Um, I would like to just sort of conclude my little um, perspective today on thinking in terms, for me, deep listening is about um, really going inside of myself and seeing if I have allowed my spirit to be free from all of my fears and the obstacles I have placed in regards to love, in regards to trust, in regards to faith, in regards to connection. So if you can think about those elements today, um, you know, what will move for you will really determine on what limits you set for yourself today. And uh, again, a lot of these tools are on the flyer that are in the back. Because I, it's always good to hear things, but I always sometimes like to go back and look on paper and remind myself of some important points that I'd like to think about today. So I um, want to thank you for listening. I hope I shared a little bit of insight for you today, and I'm going to turn it over to Spring. And then once she has uh, finished her topic, ooh, it's already 11, <laughs> we will then uh, go in, talk about the sweat lodge. We will talk about how we're breaking you up in groups depending on how many people want to sweat and how many want the hotter version versus the milder version. And, um, and then we have two very beautiful prayer songs. These are Lakota prayer songs that will help you kind of move into the right space as you go sit in, in the womb of Mother Earth. Thank you for listening. You know, I don't think I have too much to add. I just wanted to reflect on one thing, because I know I'd love for us to get in the, the mode of getting ready for the lodge. You know, I just was thinking about the worldview about listening and, um, and how much the meditation practice that we do here is days and days of sitting on the earth and just listening. The meditation is just that. And then I was thinking about that quote by Mother Teresa, where she's being interviewed by the New York Times. 
and in Calcutta in her, um, when she was alive, she was in her mm, temple and some, the reporter, you know, they asked some funny questions, but one was like, how do you pray to God or, or something like that, you know, this quote. And then um, she said, well, I don't, I just sit and I listen. And, and then the, the journalist said, well, what do you, well, you know, she said, I sit and listen to God, that was it. I sit and I listen to God, you know, as prayer. And he said, oh, well, what does God say to you? And she said, nothing, he just listens. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, if you don't understand that, I, I, I gotta go or something. <laughs> so this is really this, this world of you, of there's something really powerful. And also, just a final thing I'll say, and then um, I think it's a good time to transition, is I really appreciate that while we're here in the land that we really can connect to the earth because there's this big thing that we feel often severed. We live in concrete, we live on concrete. There's a definite severing of the wisdom of the earth and this connection. You know, I mean, I grew up in apartment buildings jumping up and down on balconies, you know. And so we lose something really primal and valuable and, and healing. So it's my hope today that um, you can find some connection again to that or at least an opening back into, you know, this the energy of Gaia, this great, feminine force. Um, so I just have that as my own prayer that we can listen to her wisdom and uh, tune that in as well. So thank you. Yeah, let's transition. Take it away. Uh. How many of the sisters here today have been in a sweat lodge? Great. How many of you plan on going into the sweat Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.